I'm going to look up a uh, catfish verb and synonyms. <laughs> um, rip off, deceive, trick, cheat, string along, swindle, dupe, entrap, ensnare, take in, bamboozle, beguile, bilk, catfish, cheat on, chisel, diddle, do, okay, do out of, double cross, ensnare, fake out, finagle, fleece, gull, jip, hoax, jerk around, lay a false trail, make a fool out of someone, uh, make out, no, pull a fast one, pull the wool over someone's eyes, put one over on someone, ream, screw, shaft, shanghai, which I've never fucking heard of that for that before, but whatever, spring a trap, sucker, take someone for a ride, throw someone off the center track, trap, try it on with someone, wangle, or wind up. I just, those are how I feel. Those are all how I feel. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact. Wildbo's most deceptive, tricksy, false. Okay, hold on. Okay, fine. Wildbo's biggest fake out. And I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Null. Chapters 9.1 and 9.2. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know how Halloween is celebrated in Thunder Bay and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there'll be full spoilers to the chapters we are covering. All right. So this is an exciting episode for several reasons. Uh, <laughs> um... Malia has already kind of expressed some of her emotions, but we'll get there in a minute. Um, We'll start with that. We're uh, starting a new arc. Um, So Malia, before we get into all that big emotional stuff, uh, what does null mean? Um, Null means having no legal or binding force. Um, Something has the value zero. It's, it's nothing right. Um, In electronics, Mm. something about things that cancel each other out or something. Um, and I was trying to figure out what is the difference between null and void, which is the thing you kind of hear in like legal terms. Um, a lot of legal terms are just redundancies that have become like the phrase that you use for things. So null and void basically mean the same thing. Um, but null is nothing, whereas a void is a nothing that takes up space, which is kind of interesting. (laughs) Um, in terms of this arc, I'm thinking, you know, like Blake's self is close to null um the lawyers are going to say at the end of this chapter that their offer is null um and my yeah (laughs) okay all right um so yeah uh i'll read my chapter summary and then we're gonna get into what you think about all this um so uh yeah, we get to mark off your uh, last prediction is incorrect um, <laughs> in terms of the protagonist. So Blake uh, is back. Woo! Uh, you should be more excited. No, I am excited. <laughs> I think you're just... Um, 
<laughs> well, he is stuck in a cold, dark world that is working to wear him down. He meets a mermaid-esque other who seems nice, but kind of wants to eat him. Uh, he hears his old friends and Rose. He <laughs> says that she messed up her awakening on purpose. Blake is super pissed. He is exploring down there and runs into some people who are pretty cautious about him, but in the end, agree to lead him past this huge sleeping monster thing. After that, Blake takes a nap and has a really creepy dream. Then he gets attacked, but he escapes and he loses his weapon. He runs into someone super terrible from his past and runs like hell. Then he calls on the lawyers for help, but they refuse. All right, Malia, what did you think of these chapters? Blake Thorburn has risen today. Hallelujah. <sighs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was, that is. <laughs> I don't know whether to call you like a really good or really bad Catholic for that. <laughs> Well, yes, I almost uh, said, like, Blake's not dead. Woo, woo, he is alive. <laughs> Which is a very fun Protestant song. And then I was thinking I will survive, uh, but I honestly don't have the confidence that Blake will <laughs> survive. Um, Blake will survive, but yeah. he has survived so far. Um, Blake has survived. Oh, my God. Blake has survived. <laughs> um, yeah. All so right. I. A lot of my emotions are wound up in the fact that I have a podcast where there are people out there listening to like my thoughts and opinions and being like, <laughs> like <laughs> at my thoughts and opinions. Um, because if I was reading this alone over the course of, you know, a weekend that where I had nothing to do and I was just blazing through the story, like I would have been like, ah, or something or like, Ooh, but Blake, not like Blake not existing would only have taken up you know an hour of my time or whatever maybe two whatever and then it would have and I wouldn't have had to admit to anyone except for maybe you that I thought he was dead (laughs) um so a lot of the like so there's a lot of feelings of just like you know being embarrassed but those are all related to the fact that it's a podcast because Blake is back and I love Blake and I'm very worried again (laughs) for Blake (laughs) but um he's back and i'm happy about that yeah i don't think you should be embarrassed i think (laughs) most people reading this uh yeah went through the same thing you did i think everyone thought he was gone forever and then it's like he's not gone forever but yes you're right um but don't be yeah i mean (laughs) thanks it's just so bold to like straight up just get rid of your protagonist um and there mm-hmm. was a moment where I was like, you know, like, I didn't make it. Like, part of me was like, maybe that line could mean, like, we don't really see him die. But also, it was such a just a good line. And Alexis, you know, like, it all was just like, yeah, he's yeah. dead or whatever. Um, yeah. And leads me to lots of thoughts. And I just, yeah, I feel like I still don't really know where the story is going. Um, like, it makes sense sure. that we're still following Blake. But it's like, why? I don't know. Anyway. We'll talk about that. Sure. Because you're like, yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, yeah. that This is great for me. So. <laughs> I love it. Uh, 
<laughs> All right. So, yay, Blake. He's still screwed. He's in the drains. <laughs> and <laughs> he meets Green Eyes, who is a really helpful and creepy looking mermaid. She helps him to reach the next area and gives him some tips. And he lets her kiss him as a reward. And I should also mention he agrees to let her eat him if he dies, which, I mean, that's fair, I guess. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, those stories where, like, your pets eat you after you die in your house and no one finds you. Like, that's mm. fair. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really remind me of that, but I guess <laughs> yeah. I could see that. Like, it felt non-malicious. Non-sure. I could see that. Yeah, it's not <laughs> malicious. Just like, you know, if you're not using it, you know, I'm hungry, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I had so much whiplash about this perspective because immediately it was first person and I was like, oh my God, it's Blake. And then I was like, no, it's not Blake. It can't be Blake, right? <sighs> Blake is gone forever. And then he starts talking about how his eye socket, whatever. And so I thought he only had one eye and I was like, Johannes. Um, and I thought we were seeing Johannes's like domain, whatever the fuck. And then I was like, no, this doesn't seem like Johannes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a Blake. Okay, it's Blake. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a fun whiplash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it made so much sense that like, okay, we just had a whole buildup of Johannes and now we're going to get an arc about him. But like, nah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Hmm. I'm kind of interested in your next comment because um, where do you think we are? <laughs> okay, I think we're in the ruins, but I guess maybe we're not. <laughs> you did write drains with a capital D, um, but I don't know what that is. I think is. that they mentioned that. I think they mentioned that in the chapters, unless I, but I think the green, I think green eyes called it the drains. She called it this. She's like, I think of it as the sewers. Okay. Uh, I don't think that really still gives anything away. Maybe they call it drains later on. Both drain sewers, whatever. It is a part of something. So are we not in the ruins? <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know. Okay. It, it feels like we're the in the ruins. There are a lot of, there, it's always raining. There's a lot of water. Sure. Makes sense. And there's bad stuff. I mean, I guess it could also be the Abyss. We haven't been to the Abyss in... Or we saw it sort of in Edith's thing when she was the lan- getting the lantern. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember it raining, but... So what's Blake the deal does with talk- the... What's the deal with the ruins again? Like, what, like um, what, what, what kind of place is that? It's a spirit place. Okay. And, so I could and, see. Sure. I mean, it's like where Jessica went to find her cousin, and mm-hmm. uh, it's raining, and, <laughs> and it's sure. emotional. And there's like different sectors, right? Where there's like the bad, sad sectors, and then the like angry sectors or whatever. Because like Avery's down there, looking helping Jessica, and they run into like the incar- incarnations. Um. Mm-hmm. And there was like that car crash that kept happening forever or something. Yeah. So I guess the ruins is That's more right. of an echoey place mm-hmm. with echoes and incarnations. And we don't really know. Mm-hmm. These seem to be more like people who physically fell into a place. But I just figured it was the ruins. <laughs> no, I mean, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Well, I guess we'll see if like we get a confirmation because <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's kind of hard for Blake because he's just kind of like, well, we just fell down here into, I guess, the sewers or whatever. Um, sure. I mean, I but, think Blake can tell he's somewhere. He's in a different realm. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's in a different. They talk different about realm, places sure. where the 
stuff is closer to the surface. I don't think this is the Warrens. I just picture the Warrens as like mud tunnels. And I guess this is a lot of mud tunnels. And there is a big goblin <laughs> sleeping in the mud well, tunnels. I mean, would it would it make sense for Blake to fall into the Warrens after or eats him or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, so like, I thought it was the ruins because it sad, no connections. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there's another thing that's. I'm not, I'm not saying that's dumb or anything. I'm just like think it's interesting <laughs> that that's like. Well, I'm thinking of all the ruins like, I know, like right? I don't think this is the yeah. spirit world. Uh-huh. Um, and you said, yeah, we don't really know the abyss very well, right? Um, so yeah, from what you know, that definitely makes sense, right? From what you're describing the um yeah i mean this also makes me think like does this happen to everyone that or eats so i'm noticed that like blake doesn't have the dead hyena corpse um i don't know if or ate that or what but like Mm -hmm. from what blake describes right like or cuts off all of his connections and then he like is kind of running and takes a couple steps backwards and like cracks open up around him and he falls into this place right um yeah and so maybe or just like missed this one or maybe they all end up here which is interesting um is there a place that like you can remember them talking about (laughs) things falling through the cracks or not really see that just makes me think of like paths but like no Hmm. Mm -mm. can you imagine if that was like the start to a path. You had to be eaten by a, <laughs> a demon like that. To be like, no, uh, trust me, it's a really sweet path. You get some great boons. Right, it's like Avery would do it. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, I hope not. <laughs> um. Well, because it, yeah, it seems like what happens to Blake is what was going to happen to Maggie at the end of last chapter with the the cracks opening up. Um, because mm-hmm. they were both like he lost so many of his you know all of his connections which like was enough for him to kind of his self to degrade and that's what was happening with mags um uh-huh. and so i mean that was interesting that yeah maybe that has something to do with why mags remembers him i still don't know what the timeline is in terms of her name <sighs> ritual and blake being disconnected now i don't know what to call it <laughs> um and or getting blake um but yeah if part of her was like in this space or almost in this space because she talks about the big pit opening up (coughs) and like maybe it's the abyss i just didn't i pictured i mean this place is pretty bad maybe this is the abyss hmm i don't know just keep an open mind we'll see (laughs) i mean i could just be throwing you off by like making you think you're wrong um but you also i mean we'll see you also you could be wrong could be right I mean, obviously, those are the two options. So, <laughs> um, you know, but um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we don't really know anything about the abyss, but uh, I see what you mean, like, in terms of it is there's a lot of water. That's for damn sure. Um, and yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> well, sorry to cut you off. I just thought that was interesting. Because uh, they didn't mention ruins specifically. So I was just like, oh, how do you, like figure that it was the ruins sure it just also they haven't mentioned that grandma's cat was her familiar but like come on sure (laughs) um but yeah so another thing is that blake can't use the site which 
seems bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying to think of what this might mean. I mean, maybe it was just that like his eyes were frozen and not so- working because he doesn't, he didn't, tr- I don't think he's tried to do it since. Um, hmm. Like, I think he's still a practitioner, but I'm not sh- sure. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, his connections were all cut off, but that doesn't, presumably doesn't mean that the things he like swore don't still apply to him. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. Um, I don't think Blake is forsworn at this point. Like, um, in the latest pale chapter we got a tiny little seth perspective and like blake isn't Mm -hmm. literally tripping every step and stuff you know and like in this place i feel like you know you would and so i mean he doesn't feel actually kind of says like (laughs) he actually kind of says in some ways it seems like uh it's a little bit better right the people give him the benefit of the doubt and stuff and he's like oh is this because my karma's not shit anymore because i'm not the thorburn practitioner fun um but I don't know if that's because he's not a practitioner or because all the, I mean, all the connections are gone, right? So he can't be a Thorburn. I don't get it. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. But yes, yeah, so then there's just tattoos and that's fun. I think that was the official moment where I was like, yeah, this is definitely Blake. Um, mm-hmm. They sound rad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so it's pretty fucking rad so like how well i mean like (laughs) um yeah talk about the tattoos a little bit more so they're really really big dead like petrified ish or dying trees um Mm -hmm. but real real big and there's like thorns or something um and then one of there's no birds anymore but there's a bunch of feathers and one of the branches on one of the trees has a bird skull like hanging on it like through its eye socket that's cool mm-hmm. um and apparently these tattoos are like so much that people think he's like another <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is fun <laughs> um so i mean going off of the theory that these are you know representations of blake's self um seems like we're very close to death we're very close to ending but the the trees are really big which is interesting um mm-hmm. and i don't know what to do with it um, so like yeah no it's it's pretty crazy like and then um it actually has like a crack like oh, in his hand arm. yeah mm-hmm. um i don't remember what entry that was what um, entry yeah well because he had that's where he kept the locket right it was like wrapped around his hand um mm. But he seemed to be like, he started talking about how he had fixed himself up with glamour. And so mm-hmm. his body wasn't healing because it didn't know that it had to. And I was kind of assuming yeah. that his hand being fucked up also had to do with that. But I couldn't remember. Um, it says in here, like, the wound <clears throat> on that same hand was an old one, a puncture wound I'd made to draw blood. Um, and then there's scratches oh, on the fingertip and stuff. Yeah. So, <coughs> so the right that's just that's like yeah a yawning wound effectively cutting my hand in half um (laughs) so it's pretty fucking bad uh yeah but yeah so like kind of i don't know like um big ass branches and feathers um like i don't know do like it's like the branches crawled up my arms past my elbows and then 
black and brown with branches and feathers. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty wild. <laughs> it's wild. Wild. This shit. also feels like something that you're kind of like that I should be able to put pieces together with, and I have no idea. Um, also, in like full disclosure or whatever, people on the Discord were like. Malia, you really don't get the rats and dogs thing? And I was like, what? And they're like, the Pied Piper. And I was like, what? Um, so it's... I thought about have... that when we were talking, but I was kind of like, <laughs> I don't... But like the dog... I, I was just like, I don't think I've ever heard of dogs being part of the Pied Pipers, you know? So, um, but I was, I also I was just like... didn't really know about the rat thing either. I mean, I, I feel like a vague memory of he did that first and then he stole all their children or something. Um, but... Yeah, yeah, so it's just the fact that, like, Johannes is around and can control rats and dogs, and therefore you don't want him to control your familiar. And that's, like, the whole thing. Makes sense. I'm assuming. That would suck. <laughs> right, and so he's letting <laughs> dog maybe. and rat spirits fill the vestiges so he can control them better, I'm assuming. <clears throat> maybe it's, like, how, like, their dog whistles. <laughs> like, because, I, mm. I mean, I don't, I don't think dogs are part of the... I don't know if that's actually a thing, but like, you know, I've never heard of dogs being part of the Pied Piper thing uh, myself, right. but I know there's dog whistles. Dog whistles So maybe it's just like, it's a two for one. <laughs> maybe the Pied Piper was like, I'm going to also be a dog trainer. And no, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just bullshitting. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's keep on moving along. I mean, yeah, there's, I don't know. There's stuff. Right. That was a good, um, uh, input for my part just then so you're welcome <laughs> um yeah so big trees feathers i don't know he's gonna turn him and like fetches are made out of sticks and uh that's Do all you i think got. it's like because he because he described like looking at his tattoos because he was like he thought bugs were crawling like up his arm oh, yeah, and it was like tattoos moving like do you, with with that crack because he said there's a big ass crack do you think they're just tattoos or do you think like i don't know do you think he could be starting to turn into a tree no <laughs> <laughs> i mean all right that's fair they yeah i mean they seem to be some sort of indicator about how blake's doing and sure but like other practitioners don't necessarily have something like this and he didn't do it on purpose so it might have something to do with something Grandma Rose did to deal with mm. the his reflection being taken away from him. Like, Glamour, you have to leave tells. And maybe she did something yeah. with his tattoos to act as a reflection because he doesn't have one anymore. Hmm. Um, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> Alright, cool. That's fine. I just really like them. Um, they're cool. I want to see, I mean, eventually, um, if people have gotten any of his tattoos as tattoos, and I want to see them. I bet some people have. I, in fact, I'm pretty sure I've seen some people have that on the on Reddit. Cool. See if I can find some that are spoiler free <laughs> and share it with you later. Yeah. Um, just the, like, nice original watercolor bird tattoos. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Green Eyes. I really like her. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I mean... Yeah, so this is when we start to learn that, like, innocents have found their way into this place. And, you know, she was right where Blake was. Like, she was there, and then she fell in, and then someone sort of saves her. Um, I mean, he's not strong enough to bring her at, back to the surface. She mentions how she has to hold on to things to stay up there, that she can't 
just sort of float or whatever. So that seems plausible, mm-hmm. I guess. But and he like breathes for her, and that's nice. And then he brings her food that he eats and then regurgitates, and that's interesting. <laughs> and then they have sex, and like that's cool, I guess. Um, I mean, like the nice thing is that she was like, "Yeah, I really wanted it," and I was like, "That's good." Um, yeah. But then she talks about good, how like his skin is so rough that hers starts to like peel away, and I'm like, "Ooh, that that's sucks. less nice." Yeah. <clears throat> yeah right, and she I mean- couldn't. You know, she admits at this point that, like, maybe it's sort of a Stockholm Syndrome-y type thing, or, like, a Nightingale. No, that's the opposite. But just sort of a, like, presumably he saved her because he had no one else, right? Like, maybe he was a similar innocent who had been, you know, found himself in this position and he wanted some companionship, seems to be what was up. Um, Either that or this Mm -hmm. is, like that one episode of legacies where you have to get someone to replace you to get out of the trap. Um, <laughs> I don't know mm. if you remember what I mean. Um, oh yeah. The video yeah, game one. Yeah. 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 Yep, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like green eyes is just like a relatively good person who, you know, is really lonely. Um, mm-hmm. and is willing to, not actively help someone who might be dangerous in order to maybe like get a companion um because like once blake starts talking to her like she helps him actively right like she could have fucked with his plank and knocked him in and done all this stuff oh, but yeah. she like actively helps him um mm-hmm. like not you know just waits as she was at first um yeah it's also just fun being like here's a a sea monster thing and you just he's just like hi like <laughs> and she says hi and i'm just like i love this um yeah yeah it was it's interesting that green eyes um isn't sworn to the seal um mm-hmm. we hear about how when new others are created and like we see with john and stuff that they have this like instinctive knowledge um mm-hmm. that they're bound to it i don't remember the details with tashlet because i think she didn't know she was other Mm. for a long time yeah. um uh-huh and like green eyes seems to have progressed to the point where she's solidly other and should be bound to it but i know there's like weird stuff with that and it's interesting here that she's not um yeah yeah um but they're talking and blake you're seeing we're seeing how the connections have really fucked or the lack of connections are fucking Blake up because he almost forgets his name. He almost forgets Alexis's name. He almost forgets Rose's name. Um, and hers out of the three was the hardest to recall. Um, it seems mm-hmm. like based on the text, which is interesting. Um, and we just had the whole thing with Maggie about holding on to connections and holding on to your name and all of these things. And so it's really good that Blake is able to uh, hold on to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I also thought it was kind of funny that she can remember knowing a Blake, but she can't remember her own name. Like, that seems kind of wild. And, like, it's fun how connections and memory work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just funny that she says that. It's funny that she's like, you don't look anything like him. Like, it's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so much about the yeah, conversation like, was so uh, mundane. And, like, it was great. He needs some mundane stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it seemed like both of them really needed to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. And then I liked the exchange, you know, where she says, you're supposed to fear the unknown. And Blake says, yeah, I used to think that too. Um, I don't really know what it's trying to say, but I really like it. <laughs> I don't know if you have thoughts. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I'm like, he's had every shitty thing that could happen happen. So he doesn't really have that much to be scared of anymore. Yeah. Except we're like halfway through this book. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. I don't think I really read like a ton into that, but. Yeah, I just, well, I guess, yeah. Like, what is it saying about Blake or something? Cause like, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. He's just seen so much shit. It, it kind of reminded me of, though about how darkness represents the unknown and like he's in the situation because of a darkness demon. Um, and like, presumably he's still afraid of it but i guess he's also faced it and is dealing with it because yeah something i, I mean know. i think he's i think it says he's still like kind of freaked out but he's like calm and he's just like well gotta keep going i guess um right i don't know i don't have that much to say about it i don't think <laughs> that's fair yeah so another like thought-provoking thing in this next section that i do want to kind of talk about is like <clears throat> well so these two chapters, we see Blake go from, you know, I have to keep going, I have to keep going, um, having something to hold on to, to you win, this place wins, I give up. Um, mm-hmm. And so here at the beginning, being posed with the question, you know, haven't you ever looked at wild animals and envied them a little? Like, hmm. haven't you ever looked at things that just live in the now kind of, um, I mean... Bears have to eat enough to think about hibernation and birds have to build nests, but like, like a simpler sort of life. Um, and like, why doesn't, I mean, I Blake particularly doesn't want to like have sex with probably anyone. Um, so green eyes's proposal wasn't the best for him. Just kind of barking up the wrong tree. Right. But like, he could have asked to try to stay with those people. He could have. I don't know. There's like, there's things that like, why doesn't he stop? Like, why doesn't he give up? But then he does. Like, it's just kind of like, um, interesting. I don't know. It's very Blake, but being able to see like exactly what's pushing, what pushes Blake to his breaking point is also interesting. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was thinking about like, sometimes I envy my cat, right? Um, cause she mm-hmm. just like sleeps in like different places all around the apartment and then like demands attention. Mm-hmm. And then, like, sleep mm-hmm. some more. And that sounds nice. Um, mm-hmm. Also, like, importantly, she's not smart enough to get too bored, I don't think. So that's important. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when I look at, like, like birds or whatever, like, birds are just constantly trying to find food. And that seems so fucking stressful. Like, their whole life is, like, trying to find food and try not to get eaten. And, like, mm-hmm. that's not my whole life. And... I guess it involves a lot of like dumb, stressful things that shouldn't matter as much, but also, I don't know. But like, I guess like, would I have given up and become a creepy mermaid lover or would I have kept going? And I don't know. Hmm. What do you think, Jen? (laughs) I guess you have children, so you have something to like really keep going for. Um, I mean, I have my fiance and I love him, but just sort of thinking like that, like, Blake has his friends he really, really loves, but he could just be a mermaid and they'd never know. <laughs> That's true. Um, 
well. If you're asking me if I've ever looked at wild animals or or <clears throat> pets and envied them, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I think it'd be really sweet to fly. So in the sense of, mm-hmm. I guess I've, I'd like to be like a bird, but then I also uh, don't actually want to be, uh, you know, eaten or killed by anything, um, which is a bit less likely as a human, you know, hopefully. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, so it's on one hand, like, it's scary, dangerous to be a wild animal, but also you're kind of in a cage and trapped to some degree if you're a pet. I guess it depends on what kind of, like, animal you are as a pet. And if you're lucky, you might have a really big yard and you might get to go on, mm. like, hikes or whatever if you're a dog or, I don't know, if, I guess if you're, like, a really adventurous cat. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I feel like they both would kind of suck. Um, but I mean, yeah, I've got my kids, so uh, I pretty much do anything for those little fuckers in a loving way. <laughs> I fucking love them. Um, they're amazing and cute and wonderful little people. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Everyone has a breaking point. So, like, if mm-hmm. I got stuck there and totally lost hope, um, I mean, I don't know. Because, I mean, ultimately, like, would my drive to survive? Um, overtake my drive for humanity um or would i rather die as a human um i don't know Hmm. um i'm not sure because i could be in so much despair from losing my kids and knowing i'm never gonna see them again that i just don't want to live anymore um i mean as depressing as that answer is that probably Mm -hmm. be more likely what i would do as opposed to becoming a but then again if i could become like an other and not have to feel that pain as selfish as that may sound i might choose to do that i don't know um it's kind of impossible without having to go through it um i don't know i'd probably try to fight for a long time to try to get back but if i felt like it was hopeless um i'm not sure but probably probably try to at least not be like evil <laughs> probably yeah. try to keep the good part at least so if that meant dying or being prey for something as opposed to becoming evil and like preying on innocence i'd probably i'd probably die real i mean even if i was the type of person to decide to be evil i might i probably would die real quick anyway <laughs> but um because i don't think i have those super cool like bear girls skills you know yeah um, how do you think he would do in the abyss? <laughs> um, like, he probably would have a better chance like, of surviving than most people, but yeah, I but like well, so my thing with Bear Grylls is like I don't know entirely how legit he is. So like, like mm, Bear Grylls, like if it's all true, mm-hmm. would do pretty okay. <laughs> I mean, he'd have to know he'd something about okay. like how. Like, a, maybe a little bit about how the practice and stuff works so that he would know about some of the dangers. But um, in terms of just, like, you know, navigating all the, the rocks and crap. Yeah. I mean, the thing about this place, though, is, like, the... Like, it targets you specifically? Right. It targets you specifically, and no matter what you're doing, you can't find relief, right? So, like, Blake wiping yeah. off the dirt means or like the blood means he got dirt in his eye now and there's like bugs like biting him all the time and just like yeah yeah but i'm also kind of like if he's legit he probably is more used to being uncomfortable 
Well, that's true. I mean, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have two ideas for a discussion question so far. So this is great. <laughs> Perfect. All right. See if I remember them. <laughs> um, but yeah, kind of getting toward the end of this section, um, Green Eyes and Blake talk about his different options. Um, t- you know, it seems like there's two possible ways out of this place. Um, one is that there are areas that are closer to like the mortal world, I'm assuming, but there's usually someone there guarding it, um, waiting to extort people, waiting to eat people, whatever. Um, and then the other way out is to get bound by a practitioner <laughs> and get taken away as a slave. So um, that's fun. <laughs> um, but realizing like, oh, practitioners come down here and get others is a very small hope. Um, I thought that Rose was in this place and had come down here to get shit when I was reading really fast. I did you know, and then realized that Blake was overhearing a conversation. Um, but yeah, that <sighs> at this point, I'm not sure which one he's going to take, but it seems like maybe the witch can help him out. I don't know. I'm wondering who that mm-hmm. is, but yeah. Mm. All right. Um, Blake overhears Evan Rose, the rest of his friends talking. He hears Rose state that though she's unsure of why she messed up her awakening ritual on purpose. Yeah, this hurts so bad. <sighs> um, yeah, so one thing is like Evan is so fun and lovely and wonderful. Um, and I'm just so afraid. I don't, I still don't want to hate Rose, but she seems to have like deeply betrayed Blake in this moment. Um, especially because I sort of remember that during the awakening stuff, she was insisting that she also do the ritual um mm-hmm. like i i don't think blake was like would have been like oh why aren't you doing it or what like i think she was really insisting on it um mm-hmm. so she just fucking didn't have to but yeah the whole she wanted to be able to lie to me that sucks um it's also interesting that because i've been thinking about you know rose was appointed as heir in her timeline immediately there was no molly and so something people probably thought was maybe Rose had done the awakening ritual already. So when she did it with Blake, it was like, you know, it didn't count because she'd already done it before. Mm. Here we learn like, that's definitely not mm. true. Um, But yeah, at, like when she's like, we got to go do the, ri- like the rituals. I was like, Oh, you have like a familiar and an implement and a domain all picked out. Like that's fast, but okay. I guess like might as well do it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, I mean, she, she does use a plural, so I'm wondering if they are going to do one of those rituals. Anyway, um, Evan is here and patched up and fine, and so I'm wondering how that's going to work. Um, or, like, you know, if they need to do a familiar ritual or whatever with him, like I had thought, maybe. Um, but yeah, oh god. And then <laughs> one thing that was funny was Rose was like, I was never big on trusting my gut, um, but... I guess it worked. And I'm just like, God damn it. Rose. like, <laughs> she gave Blake shit about his instincts for, you know, a month or however long mm-hmm. they were together. And then she's like, mm-hmm. Oh, instincts. My like, God damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I wonder exactly like what exactly she did to mess up her awakening ritual. Um, I mean, the Holly would be the obvious 
um, thought for packed readers because it was different, but the Kenneteers used Holly and it was fine. Um, Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't think that that was it. I'm wondering, like, if she didn't draw it right or didn't. I don't know. Um, it's interesting how she, she remembers. I mean, she could be lying to all of them now about what she remembers because she's not awoken. But it's interesting how she remembers some things. They all remember some things and not others, right? Like, mm-hmm. she knows she messed up the ritual, but she doesn't know why. Um yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah it just really hurts because i really want to love rose um mm-hmm. i really liked rose and i feel betrayed by rose <laughs> in a personal <laughs> way um, <laughs> yeah i have a couple questions for you fun i don't know if it'll make you feel better or not okay <laughs> um um so are we sure that rose couldn't lie or like could lie like have we had a have we had anyone else say that oh she can't lie or anything that's like alluding to that yeah i mean there was the thing with ms lewis telling her because they were sort of like we are not even sure if the awakening worked or something and she was like well you're connected to blake Mm -hmm. so you still shouldn't lie um Mm -hmm. like i and i'm wondering like is that because she's an other is that because she's connected to blake so strongly um and so i i do think Mm -hmm. that she there was that potential risk of her lying would hurt blake's power um so like i'm not certain why she fucked up the awakening ritual um I think we'll learn why. I'm not sure that it necessarily has to do with lying. Um, but I also... The fact that she pretended to go through with it to deceive Blake is hurtful. Okay. My next question. And this is something that people were talking to after the, this chapter came out. So. Oh, fun. Um, <laughs> how certain are you that she fucked her ritual up on purpose? I don't know. I feel pretty certain she said it. I mean, so so why do you? So why why does she think that? Like in her perspective, like she doesn't remember anything, right? Well, let me. And she just knows she's. I mean, I do think that this place picked this conversation to overhear, like out of context, and to make Blake feel really shitty. But sure, and I'm not. I, I think Rose. I'm not saying that I'm not really saying anything one way or the other, but I'm just saying Rose believes this because of the context of what she knows, because it makes sense. The most sense for her to have fucked up, but she probably doesn't remember that she was a vestige. Right. Right. I mean, okay. So she's heard the the quote. The last thing at the end of the thing is there was a reason for it had to be. And I'm sure we'll find the clues here, given time to look. All I know is I fucked up my awakening ritual on purpose last time around. This time, right here, right now, I'm going to do it right. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, in this moment, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. presumably all of Blake's connections to everything are cut. So there's no longer a connection between him and Rose and whatever. So presumably 
you know, she doesn't have to tell the truth here, but she seems well, fairly confident. Right? right. But she seems fairly confident that she did this on purpose last time. But she not also just that it, it didn't work. Yes, but Oh, I no, yeah, on purpose, yeah. And cuz in in her head, she's probably like I'm a perfectly functional <laughs> competent human competent human being. Um I'm smart. Um I am capable as this human being of performing this ritual properly. And so there's no way I would have made a mistake um as my human wonderful self. And so I must have <laughs> fucked up on purpose because that's the only way that makes sense to me. Um I mean, that still could be the case, but I'm just saying, like, it could just be she doesn't remember everything. It could just be maybe, as in others, she couldn't do the Awakening Actually Awaken, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just feel like, and I mean, maybe Rose is that confident or feels like she has to show that much confidence, but Mm -hmm. I feel like she'd say, like, I fucked up my Awakening ritual last time around, or, like, it didn't work last time, or something like i don't know okay i i am hoping that you're right um but that note that she left herself where she was like i'm not gonna tell you anything because it's better if we don't know and her thinking Mm -hmm. like oh i'm such a bitch like i think rose might have it in her to do this i don't think she wanted to like blake and i think she did but yeah okay just she may not have had the ability to lie anyway but maybe she did maybe yeah right i'm not sure that i definitely agree with blake that the being able to lie was the reason she would have fucked up her ritual Mm -hmm. on purpose um i think it Mm -hmm. could have something to do with instructions from grandma rose about the way the vestige thing would work the way that like becoming the new thorburn would work something maybe about if she also you know like it would just fuck things up somehow um her wanting that extra layer of protection um and thinking that maybe she couldn't do much from inside the mirror world anyway um but it's still it's yeah it's the on purpose that really hurts um Mm -hmm. and the not telling blake yeah Mm -hmm. yeah if that happened (laughs) But yeah. yeah, it's definitely the exact right thing for Blake to hear to really piss him off. And uh, <laughs> so yeah. Blake is understandably very angry, but he still keeps going anyway. Um, he runs into a group of people who seem pretty hostile to him at first, but he shows he isn't a threat. So they chill out for the most part, um, kind of non-verbally. They let him know there's a big fucking monster like sleeping right there. <laughs> so he has to be quiet. Uh, but they agree to have someone lead him on a safe path past the monster. And um, the guide ends up telling him about the witch that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, this was cool. Um, I, I mean, it's horrifying, you know, seeing how many people are in this place. Um, but it's nice to find a community of people who want to care for each other. Um I liked the gesturing and miming and like, you know, there's a monster, like you'll die and we'll die. And, um, that was really fun. Um, 
I liked, yeah, the guy leading him. That was neat. And then we see, like, that would be a really good cinematic moment of, like, the camera moving up over the two of them while they're on this, like, planky mm-hmm. bridge thing and, like, looking down into a pit with a big, you know, monster in it. That's fun. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was just, I don't know, like, this part helped me feel hope, kind of, you know, like, these people find enough reason to keep trying um because of the people that they're with um and i like that Mm -hmm. um so then this guy we get more talk about options um so you can hunker down and wait for something to get you you can wander until something gets you you can get yourself or as blake mentions you can get others um and the guy you know basically is like well i'll kill you if that's your plan and blake's like no i don't think Mm -hmm. i could and then immediately you know we go into this dream where he's just like oh yeah i did it (laughs) which was interesting um (laughs) yeah um and it doesn't seem like blake to do that um but yeah um yeah i mean so this community gives me some hope even though there's a good chance they'll all die horribly the witch gives me hope um and i love that bit at the end where he says, you know, whatever's keeping you going, hold on to it. And I'm not entirely sure what it is for Blake. Um, I guess his friends. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I guess well, tell me about the dream a little bit more. Like, um, cause it's creepy. <sighs> yeah. But it seems like, I mean, it does like have some benefits <laughs> in terms of his losing his, like some of the spears and for being a monster, he's, like, kind of a nice monster. He only kills the ones that, like, attack him. And he lets the innocent people go who ask for help or, you know, don't try to be threatening. Um, so, at least as a monster, he's still kind of a nice one. Um, he's, like, BFFs with green eyes. And then he can't yeah. talk anymore. It's like, ooh! Yeah, that's interesting. Um, giving that part up. And the the wings are really cool, right? Like, it's funny that mm-hmm. he was like bat wings, and as I was thinking, like, oh, that's a bummer. Blake's like kind of a bummer, but like because <laughs> they're not bird wings, <laughs> and I like yeah. that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think Wabo tends to fool me with the dreams, and I think with this one he did for a bit. Um, mm-hmm. The he's good about that. I started to wonder, like, oh, okay, when he gets back up to the surface, he'll just have these huge fucking wings now, and like that's rad. But how are we gonna deal with that? And like, um, yeah. Um, by the end of it, I had figured out what it was, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's it's still a little bit of Blake, right? There's still the, he's not just going around striking fear into everyone's hearts, murdering everyone, but he is still killing and eating people who presumably are kind of like him. Um, yeah. And he is, he has decided to give up things that make him human so that he can survive and suffer less right like that's what this place wants you to do um Mm -hmm. is either be food for things that are willing to become monstrous or to you know become monstrous um i wonder like one-to-one what all the things he gave up in exchange for what he got were like the voice and the wings and whatnot um but yeah i think it's i mean one thing that's fun is I described it as he then decides to go let green eyes fuck Mary kill him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all three. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's interesting because he's thinking about how, okay, I'm going to get strong enough. And so that this time I can get past the dudes and I can get out to the surface and blah, 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 blah. It's like how he's thinking about it. But then he like goes to green eyes mm-hmm. and she's like soon. And he's like, yeah, like he knows that he's not getting out. He knows that he's going to give up and give in. He's already given up a lot of his, like the things that made him hate being touched and things. Um, A lot of what makes Blake Blake at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was kind of a depressing thought. Um, I don't want him to be like a monster who kills people, but also if he's just like another and he just like, I don't know, has a mermaid girlfriend and he hangs out. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Um, I mean, could be worse. It, <laughs> could be worse. It doesn't line up with what Blake wants and it isn't the most satisfying end to this story. So as mm-hmm. a reader and as someone who knows and understands Blake, I can see why he would find this distressing that he would give yes. in and give up, which is not something that Blake does. Yeah. Yeah. He's, that's, he can't do it. Um, yeah. let me see here. So, um, Blake, okay, well, he, he goes to sleep and has that creepy dream. Um, but then he wakes up, gets attacked by something really creepy. Um, before that, he hears Alexis crying, which kind of puts him off balance a bit. Um, so he decides he needs to keep on keep on going. Um, and then he gets attacked by this monster, fights back, escapes, uses his really meager plank weapon. Um, then he is met by someone uh, really fucking awful that he used to know and frantically runs away. Yeah. Um, I don't understand what's up with this bridge thing. Um it felt very the monster in the lake outside the mines of Moria, like tentacles, mm. um, water dragging yeah. you in. Um, mm-hmm. But I, yeah, not quite sure what to do with that other than like, oh, fuck, this is scary. Um, the overhearing Alexis and Tiffany was really interesting. Um, it's upsetting to me that Alexis hasn't figured out why she keeps crying. Um, that like, yeah, I mean, because again, I'm I'm thinking, oh, they can figure out they lost someone, right? Um, mm-hmm. And presumably, should be able to put together the person who we lost at the factory was someone that I really cared about. Um, yeah, but she doesn't quite seem to have pieced that together necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. And Tiffany's like, "Yeah, you need to get some sleep because things are getting ugly out there." And I'm like, "That's a bad sentence." <laughs> yeah um having confirmed right that they're in jacob's bell in hillsglade house um the thorburn cabal is at war with the town question mark um or just rose is evil and making the three of them's lives suck um but it kind of sounds like has something to do with the town's practitioners um Mm -hmm. at all but yeah and then blake feels bad for not leaving the world a better place for alexis and i'm like bitch you made the world a better place for Alexis, but then you died. And therefore, the fact that you're not around anymore is sad. You did awaken all your friends and then leave them with your evil twin. But like, and like, that's all on you. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, like, if she had never been awakened and you had just died, she would have been this upset. You know, like, this isn't. Yeah. I made her life worse. Except for, again, awakening her and leaving her awakening her twin <laughs> yeah 
awaken her and leaving her with the diabolist who has less of a conscience, possibly. <laughs> so, and not sweet. as much uh, affection or feeling Restraint. or connection to oh, your friends. That too. Yeah, yeah, that kind of blows. Um, yeah, I guess at least his friends have each other. Yeah, I guess. I hope so. But yeah, so we keep, we're, you know, the question again throughout this series is what is keeping Blake going? Um, he thinks about how he wants to help Evan. He wants to repay his debts because Blake is a Lannister. He wants to see his friends. He wants to ride his bike and he Jeez. wants to kill Ur, which is fun. Um, yeah. And Blake, so Blake not being dead means that almost certainly Ur is coming back into this story, which is exciting. There's a prediction <laughs> right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah um but yeah we see you know first there was the like nice mermaid chick and then there were the silent people who didn't want to die horribly and then there's just like the tentacle monster and then there's carl um the text made it seem like i was supposed to know who this was and i kept thinking it was laird and i was like why is Laird here? (laughs) and i was excited and then it wasn't laird um i'm assuming that this is the person who raped blake um i'm not sure who else would have gotten this much of a reaction but i mean i might be wrong (coughs) Mm -hmm. he um um it's interesting that he's he and blake i mean again if this is the person who raped him this is his like he knows him it wasn't just like a random attack um Mm -hmm. and that's painful um Mm -hmm. and i mean otherwise opens up a bunch of questions and I'm wondering where we're going with this. Um, yeah. Seems like he sucks. And like he thinks that he it didn't do like anything wrong. Sure. Um, yeah, he seems really chill for <laughs> and for like chasing after Blake really creep. Yeah. He seems really too chill. Yeah. Um, so uh finally being desperate enough, Blake finally calls upon the lawyers and they refuse to help, saying that it's too late. Yeah, so he's he's on another bridge because this place loves bridges, and he almost falls, mm-hmm. and he fucks up his arm, preventing himself from falling, and he calls the lawyers. And this was like, on the one hand, super great, and on the other hand, I was like, this isn't gonna help. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, he he says, you know, you win, this place wins. Let me help my friends, and you can have me after that. And like, that's so sad. Um. Because mm-hmm. again, these two chapters have been like Blake is not giving up, um, mm-hmm. and I mean, in a way, like this is Blake giving up, but it's not entirely. I mean, he's still he's like this is my only option to help my friends that I can see, and thus I'll do it. Um, like I think that's the thing pushing him. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, and then they're like too late. Um, and I'm wondering if it's. Just one of them or all three of them or what's happening here. Um, it's, ugh, I'm excited for next chapter. Um, mm-hmm. And then I wanted to do a analysis of contracts um, and I have been going back and forth on it, but do you want to talk about contracts law, Jenny? <laughs> I would fucking love to talk about <laughs> contracts law, Malia. <laughs> okay, so um, this is what my bar studying is good for. We haven't had enough legal shit for a while, so. <laughs> and the lawyers are back. Um, and the lawyers are back. So at first I was like, no, it's not too late, and this is bullshit. Um, however, I'm starting to think 
that it was somewhat not that it was too late but that it kind of was okay here's the problem (laughs) well so caveat number caveat number one for this conversation is we're assuming that this is a legally enforceable contract um in the real world making a contract to do an illegal act is a unenforceable contract um right becomes void Mm -hmm. um so you can't go to court and say like you know i killed this dude for this person and now they won't pay me twenty thousand dollars or whatever like that doesn't work um even if it fits the other (laughs) ideas of what a contract is Mm -hmm. so in this case um i think the problem comes down to like what was the offer right so in a contract for services in the u.s you're under the common law um and the common law says that offer and acceptance have to match perfectly. It's called the mirror image rule. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to match, right? Um, and so I was thinking, you know, what was the offer? Um, and I think the offer was um, come work for us and we will free you of your karmic debt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that fulfills consideration, which we don't have to get into at this point, but it's one of the other pieces of that are very important as to making a contract, right? But so the thing is mm-hmm. that y- the offeror <laughs> is what they call the master of the offer. So they can dictate terms and various things about the offer. Um, and the mm-hmm. mirror image rule says that the acceptance has to match exactly, right? You can't add things. You can't tweak things um, because that's not an acceptance. That's a counter offer. Um, mm-hmm. And a counter offer okay. serves... Well, okay, we'll get there in a second. So, so offers exist, right? And putting an offer mm-hmm. out there is like l- opening yourself up to a willingness for the other person to make the contract binding. Um, mm-hmm. And an acceptance is like manifesting a willingness, I guess, like manifesting um, agreement that you are bound by the terms of the contract. Um, okay. And so offers exist for reasonable people. Pl- a reasonable period of time um but they can be ended by rejection right so if you say no the offer is dead if you say uh if the other person can be like just kidding i don't want to do this anymore like the offer or the end the offer is dead um it can lapse right if there's too much time and that's where i like came into this thinking oh there wasn't too much time this is bullshit um mm-hmm. and you didn't revoke the offer before blake accepted it um you have to communicate a revocation or the offeree has to find out other information that would lead them to believe that you would revoke the offer, right? So if I'm like, hey, uh-huh. Johnny, I'll sell you my house for 20000 whatever. And then um, you're like, oh, okay, 20, cool. Think Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> whatever, whatever. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I'll think about <laughs> it, right? And then I, you know, and then you hear from, you know, Bob that Bob just bought my house, then that's effectively revoking my offer because you've learned information Mm. that would lead you to believe that the offer isn't available anymore. Um, So none of those things have happened to Blake, right? It's uh, yeah. Lapse is usually like an unreasonable amount of time has passed. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, they haven't told him the deals off. It's been like three days since Miss Lewis talked to him about it. Um, the i mean so there's there's that like blake you better do it soon um or we're gonna think that you're never gonna do it and it's gonna get bad mm-hmm. um but yeah. like so th- so also if the subject matter of the contract dies right like if my house like burns down 
Um, that extinguishes uh-huh. the offer. If the Makes offeror sense. dies, that extinguishes the offer. None of them died. Um, and then sometimes like natural disasters or weird things can have effects, but like they have to be like, or well, that's sort of for whether you're excused from the terms of the contract. Anyway. <laughs> okay. This is this is all I've been doing in bar prep recently, so I'm just like offer and acceptance. Um <laughs> so the thing is I don't think that it was too late. The problem is that I think that Blake's acceptance was actually a counteroffer because it did not perfectly match up as a mirror image. Um mm. and so a counteroffer effectively is a rejection and a new offer. So Blake quashes their offer by saying, um, like not exactly what they said basically. right because the the thing he sort of adds like let me help my friends right um yeah which wasn't part of the deal um because hmm. i was about to go on a whole thing about how the offer didn't lapse and they're now in a binding enforceable contract but i think that it was extinguished by blake's counter offer and now it's dead oh no blake <laughs> <laughs> so no blake yeah okay the mirror image rule is a bitch <laughs> that's rough that's fucking rough yeah all right well thank you that's it that's pretty interesting good to know um so i guess you guys uh talking to lawyers and stuff make sure you uh don't submit a counter offer by accident <laughs> yeah i mean they could have whatever that's applicable. revived their offer <laughs> but yeah anyway <laughs> but they're being kind of dicks. Yeah, they don't want to anymore. So, yeah, they don't want to anymore. They're like, oh, this guy's like in the fucking like he just almost fell off a bridge. He's not doing too hot. He's got like a crack in his hand, and we're not even sure if he can practice. Right? Wild. Like, presumably, they want the Thorburn no. practitioner. They don't want like this dude who can't use the site. Like, I don't know. Mm. I, uh, I guess we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well. We're coming to our pale in comparison section. I figured, um, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but um, I figured that we'd compare this place um, to some of the realms in pale. Um, obviously, the ruins. Um, and I think just for fun, we could try to compare it to what we know of the abyss as well. Um, cool. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's like the ruins because it's raining <laughs> and it's depressing. Um, rainy and depressing and it's not like the ruins because it seems like there's real actual people here and not just a bunch of echoes and shit mm-hmm. interesting um do they do you think it could just be like a different aspect of the ruins or we just don't know yet we just don't know <laughs> okay um and then the abyss i remember a pit and bad stuff and darkness and i guess this is dark and yeah there's pits everywhere there's lots of bridges yeah um i think that like a realm that is designed to personally tear people down um until they become monsters or you know die or whatever feels like hell so this could be the abyss okay yeah i may have to say that because i mentioned the abyss but if that's what you think well i mean we'll see i don't know possibly see (laughs) all right cool all right this part's fun malia are you ready to make a bold and specific prediction 
Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Well, so it's weird because the whole world is open back up, right? Like, will Blake get an implement? Like, will Blake, like, do a thing? Like, it's all, the world is an oyster again, and it's Blake's. Mm-hmm. Um, I Blake's think that. <laughs> really watery, creepy oyster. <laughs> yeah, like all oysters are. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Um, okay, I guess so. It's a good point. Yeah, so I feel like I have a bold and specific prediction, but not one that I'm like completely bought into. But like, I, I was in a period of feeling really upset a couple days ago about this book. Um, and so I guess I'll just <laughs> sort of say it. This. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> Perfect. All right. So, um, a bold and specific prediction is that um, Rose will forswear Blake. Um, oh damn okay yeah all right that's pretty um, bold yeah because i write still that shit down <laughs> i still think that someone is going to be forsworn in the story um i still kind of an, have an inkling that maybe it'll be ty um but i think really experiencing how a forsworn person lives and exists in the world would be interesting um there's a potential mm. that, like, maybe Ty, Tiffany, and Alexis would try to help Blake um, after seeing this happen um, and provide him with, like, you know, the barest forms of protection. Um, it's hard because, like, where do we... Like, I think that won't happen very soon um, because having a Forsworn protagonist really impacts their ability to function. Um, but I could see her do- doing it. What what do you think she would forswear him over exactly? Not sure yet. No, I mean she could probably forswear him about Laird. Um that's just sitting out there mm. waiting for anyone. Um, um True. I don't remember if there's any big promises that he made to her that he like definitely broke. Um but yeah, I mean hopefully not, but I do- see this story as like possibly leading toward like rose and blake showdown um because there's still the 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 lordship contest and all of that stuff and maybe it will be like now rose and blake have to like work together as unlikely allies but if blake isn't tied to the house and tied to the demons and tied to all that shit i don't know why he wouldn't just be like hey we're leaving by um i mean he does like helping people and he wants to prevent this shit from being passed on through the fourth thorburn family i think so I don't know. Um, do you think that like his, how do you think his loss of connection has affected things like his promises and things? Well, yeah, maybe he can't fuck. So like we saw with Mags that her losing her name led to weird shit happening where she got the ability to swear back, but she, um, I think the like blood and darkness thing is still following her. I think the like she was still able to practice, but she was losing it because she had used her name, I think, in the ceremony. Um, but Blake is still Blake. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's like his name that we need to be worried. I guess it's just like how much do the spirits know and remember? Because they are really dumb. Um, mm-hmm. But they also remember shit. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Just figured I'd ask. 
All right. So we actually have a listener question this week, which is fun. Um, and if you guys have questions, just as a reminder, feel free to ask us questions. And every now and then we'll see if we can slide it into an yeah. episode. Um, this week's um, comes from Kippos. Um, she asks, what themes do you think Pact is tangling with? And what are the big questions that are being asked? <laughs> yeah, Kippos, I wish you had asked me this last week because... I didn't think Blake was coming back, and now I don't know what's going on with the story. I was starting to be like, <laughs> okay, it's going to be all about the lordship thing, and we're going to... But now I'm like, I don't know. Um, but like thinking a little bit about it, there are two big ones that kind of stand out. Um, like, do you go with the world the way it is, or do you try to change it? Um, and I guess one of the biggest... Like, two of the people I see who embody this are grandma rose who wants to shake everything up um and isadora who wants everything to stay exactly the fucking same (laughs) um (laughs) and neither of these women seem like particularly good or particularly evil um i don't fully understand their reasons for doing things i mean isadora it seems a little bit more tied into her intrinsic nature um and so it could be a self-preservation-y type thing. But also, like, people who hold up bad institutions um, and cycles of power or whatever are benefiting from that um, and preventing their own downfall or whatever. So it's not necessarily an excuse that Isadora sucks. Um, yeah. And then another big thing big theme seems to be you know do you keep fighting or do you give in um and the two biggest people that seem to embody this theme or question is um mags and blake right um we see at the end of last arc how mags is like i made a promise to myself that i wouldn't stop fighting um and that really pushes her through that arc to not take an easy road um and blake forever but especially in this section where you know he's not connected to any of these things anymore he's not forced to be the thorburn heir where everyone's trying to kill him he's free but Mm -hmm. he's choosing to keep going um for his friends to repay his debts etc um i can't really think of someone who necessarily embodies like totally giving up um (laughs) um, because yeah those characters are not as interesting i guess but yeah those seem to be like big structural change of the universe and also like why keep going yeah or something yeah i like those malia i think uh i, I think i i like and i agree with those answers which yeah. I, it sounds like a cop-out but i actually do <laughs> I like your answers <laughs> all right um we're going to go over last week's discussion question, which we only had a couple answers. Um, I'm still not going to read them in their total entirety because um, one of them, at least, it's really great, but it's really, really long. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you want to take a look at everything they said, um, take a look at our um, Reddit post from last week. But our previous discussion question was, think of an object from a fairy tale or popular culture. How would that work as an implement? And would you take it as an implement? Um, propaganda pagoda. They say Abraham Lincoln's stovepipe hat, which is pretty cool. I don't think That's I would awesome. pop that. Um, so 
apparently, um, you're saying a hat in this case is ornamental, like Lucy's implement, um, and the magic items Raquel favors. Um, they're saying they imagine it would have an effect based on the ways in which Lincoln was already exceptional, um, much like how Lucy was already a phenomenal eavesdropper before taking an implement. Um, so it's declarative, um, and as America, um, we don't tend to wear hats too much, except for maybe some baseball caps, uh, they say scullies and in Texas, some cowboy cosplay, which is a really weird way to say that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, it ain't cosplay people. <laughs> We've got some legit cowboys over here and people like our cowboy hats. <laughs> yeah. One thing I want to um, know about that, that I think is funny is I saw more, cowboy hats in montana and wyoming in like yellowstone than i do in texas and i do mm. live in austin which is very liberal you do live or in whatever austin. like i live in a city but i thought that was really funny i can <laughs> like, see that there I, mean, were a lot. I feel like i see i see like a good amount of cowboy hats okay where i'm at i think but i mean for being in, for working in a hospital at least we have our patients come in their family members come in with them sometimes oh, um cool. But um, they say uh, it's authoritative because a hat can be put on and taken off. Um, so it implies you can don and off your magic and you can put it away sometimes. And mentioned social culturally. Um, it's not a shield from weather or shade from sun, simply just style. Um, <laughs> on Lincoln, who was already essentially a giant, it was a bit of a hat on a hat in that way. Um, apparently... They, um, like Propaganda Pagoda is really fucking tall like Lincoln. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it sits over me, increases my already large profile, asserts a particular style associated with the claim of power and belonging and upper echelons of power. Um, and then they say, I'd use it, I guess, but it wouldn't be good for practice so much as for practical human networking and presiding over some group. I mean, yeah, let's be honest. Like, <laughs> Okay, if if you had like literally anyone just wear that hat and was like, yeah, this was Abraham Lincoln's, that would definitely <laughs> help you network. And also would be like, how the fuck did you get that? Why is that not in a museum? Mm -hmm. Like, did you maybe steal he had a that? Couple, but yeah, maybe that's true. maybe it's his backup hat, <laughs> which would be kind of funny. Yes, <laughs> like. You, how many back? How many hats do you think Abraham Lincoln had? I mean, presumably they'd like wear out or whatever, and you'd have to replace it. So true. I'm like, uh, did he have like one hat that he wore until it got replaced, or did he have like his like Tuesday his hat. happy day hat? <laughs> his, yeah, his like out on the town hat, his like chilling in the office hat. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I mean, we could probably figure. Like, someone probably knows. And that's fun. Someone probably knows that. That's true. Um, but yeah, next is Captain Rhino, who says that they would take, or, well, I'm assuming they say they'd take it. I haven't got to that part. But Baby Bear's Porridge Bowl, which is so delightful and I love it. Um, this plain ceramic bowl allows the owner to create plain and simple recipes of outstanding quality, ones that are just right. Um, so mundane applications for cooking. Um, but also could be used for simple alchemy recipes and similar types of practice. Um, one unusual side effect of the bowl is that it attracts innocence, practitioners, and others to violate the laws of hospitality. Um, it enables them to bypass mundane and magical defenses, including those of a domain. Wow, that's strong. 
um, in order to steal and consume whatever items the bowl is currently holding. Um, So if you are the owner of this bowl, you could use it to set traps for specific individuals um, and leaving it in the bowl unattended so that they can sneak their way into your domain and then be trapped, I guess, which is I love fun. this. Yes. I love it. Oh my gosh. I would like, that would be amazing. It's really delightful. <laughs> uh, I want that bowl. Maybe I would get my like fucking son to eat something other than <sighs> just like Cheetos and goldfish. Um, yeah. I mean, which don't possibly. judge my parenting. <laughs> he has to, he's eating. Okay. He's eating. And I will get him to eat vegetables someday. Um, But this bowl would probably help me. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Um, And we had one uh, Discord mentioned. um, David Hunt on Discord mentioned um, the goose that lays the golden egg as a familiar. Didn't go into it, but that does sound (laughs) cool. Or you can even say just the golden egg is an implement. Although, uh, I don't, I mean, who knows what you'd use that for exactly. Probably some people right now who are more creative than me. Uh, but, I, I mean. That feels like a Fabergé cool. egg y'all. type thing, yeah. It does. It really does. Mm. Um, anyway. I mean, if we spent some time, we'd probably think on it. But that's your guys' job, because you're listening. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> thank you for your answers. I appreciate it, guys. Um this week's discussion question, I had one involving Bear Grylls, but I completely forgot it. And I'm really annoyed because <laughs> I feel like it was really good, but I can't remember it anymore. Um, do, first, of, do you like this one, Malia? I do. Okay, great. So if you were getting, if you had to get a tattoo that you knew would change like Blake's, like depending on, I guess, the state of your soul or your mood or whatever, <laughs> What tattoo would you get and how would it change? I think that's kind of a cool thought. Yeah. Um, And I feel like it has, well, maybe it doesn't have to be somewhere where other people can see it, but specify where you'd put it as well. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't think that's so funny, but yeah, I mean, I guess if you have some inappropriately placed tattoos, depending on your mood, that's kind of weird, but... Um, I don't know well, how like if you're like I want to, to hide that. this I mean I don't know because Blake's are right there people see them all the time but you can put it on your yeah you know your back or whatever where you can cover it relatively yeah, easily that's what you were unless saying. you're really fucked yeah. I mean sure you can get on your butt and that'd be fun <laughs> yeah get it on your butt you can get a dick tattoo if you want I mean I, Ooh, I don't, don't know if I'd that. want I mean well hey it's you can do whatever you want it's probably a questionable choice especially if it's changing <laughs> um but you know what you do whatever you want um maybe don't be super explicit about it but we definitely want to hear (laughs) Um, yes i don't know um i don't know what i would get i have to think about that a bit but um i'm very indecisive i don't have any tattoos Mm um i've never dyed my hair yet either um partially because i am indecisive and yeah, I figure I probably should try to dye my hair before I get a tattoo. Um, but, uh, it's less permanent. It's less permanent. And uh, but I, I do have some ideas for some cool tattoos, potentially. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm have- open to tattoos. I'm a little afraid of the pain mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm just worried mm-hmm. that like it would have something slightly wrong with it. 
or like I would yeah. kind of not like it anymore or whatever or i'd be like oh that thing that i thought was super cool like that was kind of dumb um i don't know but i guess maybe someday that's off to do our research maybe someday um Mm -hmm. because i mean i feel like a packed tattoo could be really fucking cool i know my idea for one um that i'm not saying (laughs) um on this because i don't know why but i'm just not gonna say it (laughs) um do you have an idea for a tattoo that you could get the be an indicator oh interesting so Um, that's fine i mean i wouldn't want this but i remember thinking about blake getting a like a mercury thermometer tattoo (laughs) to measure his karma (laughs) oh that's right that'd be a pretty solid indicator podcast or not but i think that'd be pretty solid i mean that's Um, like really on the fucking nose When it's, when it's really bad, the thermometer is just broken and like the mercury is <laughs> spilling out. Yeah, like one, oh, one that could so be really cool. Although I don't know if this is like culturally appropriate or whatever, but like a um, a mandala, a mandala. I never say that word out loud. One of those like really intricate, pretty designs. Um, hmm. And maybe it could change in like color and cool. like more pointy or more round or like red or like that could be cool. Just change color. Yeah, that could be pretty neat. Yeah, like maybe uh, not as helpful in terms of um, you, like being able to analyze it or whatever, decipher it. Um, well, it, may, it could maybe. But I don't know. You'd probably make it look creepy, which I've never seen mm. a creepy one. But I mean. Yeah, they're very like satisfying. They are. But maybe like that's the point if it gets like unsatisfying. Oh, God. That drove me nuts. <laughs> Maybe, maybe you wouldn't want to get fed after all. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. And if you'd like to help support Wildbo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash Wildbo. Also have another request um, this week. Um, I'm sure many of you have heard of the tragic shooting um, in Uvalde, Texas at the elementary school. Um, Me and Malia both live in Texas. um, And I mean, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) It's kind of terrible um, no matter matter where where you're living. Um, But um, we thought it would be appropriate just to mention um, they have um, GoFundMes for um, many of the victims of this tragedy. Um, and they, we're going to go ahead and post a link, um, just for, uh, basically there's a page that has the various GoFundMes that you can donate to that are verified, um, by GoFundMe. Um, and if any of you can donate, um, it would be really much appreciated. Um, and I think it's probably too long of a URL for me to read out loud, um, but we're going to post it. Um, otherwise, if y'all um, Google GoFundMe Texas shooting victims, it's the first link. Um, and totally understandable if you can't um, afford to donate any money, but if you can, um, it would be really, really great. Yeah. Another thing, um, if you live in the United States, um, you can write to your congressman. Um, I think non-citizens um are technically counted as being constituents um and i'll post a link to something probably resist bot um 
that allows you to identify who your Congress people are um, more easily and kind of send an automatic message. Um, it's mm-hmm. something small, but maybe something helpful um, if enough mm-hmm. constituents talk yeah. about how um, this is a problem. This is obviously a big problem um, that we need to do something about. So hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully some of those measures can start helping make this country and this world a little bit, a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, you can follow the pod on Twitter at pale comparison, or send us an email at pale in comparison pod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. I have to go in and delete a bunch of the no's, which is exciting because Blake is back. (laughs) Blake is back. (laughs) Next episode, we will be covering chapters 9.3 and 9.4. All right. We've got an Australian fun fact this week. Um, Australia is wider than the moon. Which is kind of wild. Uh, apparently, w- the moon is wider. Yes, D E R. I'm sorry, I can't enunciate very well. No, it's wider. So the moon is about 3,400 kilometers in diameter, and Australia is about, or is not quite, but I think almost 4,000 kilometers in diameter. So that's pretty wild. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, got nothing to say about that except, uh, yeah, that's pretty fucking big. So, it's cool. pretty big. And the moon's pretty, pretty small. Big. I don't know, both. I mean, the moon's still kind of big, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, have a good week, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Blake's back, Blake's back, Blake's back.